0: everyone i'm Kama, and you can find me at grammar saves lives on tumblr and tonight i'm joined by Chickie. hey i am Chickie. i am at the chickran on twitter i think and eon hey this is eon and i'm eon blue negative on tumblr and guile
1: hi i'm guile i'm at door podcast
0: on twitter and our guest devin
2: Hi, I'm Devin, GD Harpo on Tumblr and Twitter.
0: Glad to know I'm, I'm not alone with sticking with Tumblr, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got Ian and Devin. Okay, uh, so tonight we are discussing Tyrion 1 from A Game of Thrones um, in the books. And um, I doubt it'll come up, but I guess trigger warning for uh, rape and or violence. And I am not sure what we could be spoiling at this point. But um, because evidently some people care, um, right. we spoil everything books and show. So, all right. Um, I thought I would just briefly set us into where this chapter falls in, in context. Um, and it's not a lot. It's like one of the first five or six chapters in the books. Um, in the East, uh, Viserys is arranged for Danny to marry Drogo. Um, in the north, uh, they've they've executed that the deserter who saw the others. Um, the Stark children have all been given their direwolves. John Aaron's dead, and Robert and his family have come to Winterfell to uh, make Ned hand. What else is going on? Oh, and Bran had the misfortune to go climbing on the very wall outside the room where Jamie and Cersei had chosen to bang and has been pushed outside <laughs> the window by Jamie and is lying in some sort of coma. Um, okay, so that's where we all are. And the chapter opens with Tyrion at the library in Winterfell, where apparently he's been most of the night because either he's an insomniac or he just doesn't sleep much. I wasn't really clear there. Um, And he's, we learned he reads a lot and also, and as a librarian, I have to appreciate his um, (laughs) understanding and consideration for rare books because, you know, you can't just toss these priceless manuscripts all over the place. (laughs) Willy nilly. Um, He ends up, It's morning, and he leaves, and he goes to the yard where the men are all busy training. And there's some interesting interplay between um, the Hound and Tyrion that indicate that the two really don't care much for each other. And let's see what else happens in the yard. And and then I think we should talk about this. Uh, So Tyrion basically tells Joffrey to go do the appropriate thing, expresses sorrow at Bran's injuries, and offer his services to Lord and Lady Stark. And Joffrey, who's already given us some indications that he's a jerk, confirms that initial impress- impression, and Tyrion slaps him hard uh, two times. And, two uh, times. You know, I was it was funny because I actually because we were that close, um, is that close to the beginning. I basically read through the first couple chapters, and I started with the show, so I you know I knew Joffrey was a incipient psychopath, sociopath, um, but reading the book, I mean, he's a jerk, but there's nothing to indicate that he's disturbed. <sighs> yeah, I think it's funny reading these these really
3: early Game of Thrones chapters, and I remember this when we started in Catelyn's chapters, too. It's like George hadn't quite decided on some things, mm-hmm. you can tell. Like, you know, it's funny. You'll notice that the the, the person in charge of the library was the Septon. Yeah. Which is not what you would expect later in the series anyway. I mean, I think there are just some things. Yeah, you'd expect maesters. There are just some things I think you just hadn't fully baked at this point.
1: I love how, like, poetical the Hound is, too, right here. You know, there's this, A voice from nowhere, Sander said. He peered through his helm, looking this way in that, Spirits of the air, you know, pretending <laughs> you can't see Tyrion. <laughs> and it's just so not what you would expect from, you know, from Sander. He's not nearly as gruff as, I think, um, we remember him.
3: Well, this is, though, after he was wishing
0: that Bran would die. Yeah. It's... I don't know. That slap kind of threw me. I mean, now it's like it's totally deserved. I mean, I think a lot more people, I mean, but it's like when you read it now, like I'm going, okay, so you have, he's what, 12, 13? He's not that old. He's younger than Rob, I think. Yeah, he is. And he's been a jerk. He's been pouty, but he hasn't done anything that, I mean, I think being an inconsiderate teenager is kind of different than, you know, being a sociopath, though maybe parents would disagree, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like Tyrion, like basically wallops him like twice. Well, I mean, to be fair, he and
3: Joffrey and Sandor were just sitting there saying that they wished that Bran would die and much more quietly than he is dying. I mean, like I wouldn't say it was, you know, a just benign die. exchange that, well, yeah, it was not a benign exchange that Tyrion overheard. I mean, you know, and I think you kind of have to go with the there's there's backstory here with Tyrion yeah. and Joffrey. Well, yeah. I mean, like, that's what you assume. And yeah, I think, cause,
2: and Sandor. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, well, Sandor, he doesn't do anything, which is real, which that always, that's always weird to me that Tyrion slaps him twice and he does and nothing. So it makes it feel like it's happened before. Like, this is probably something that goes on regularly yeah. or enough that Sandor knows not to step in for whatever reason.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not condoning Tyrion hitting this yeah. 12-year-old kid, but at the <laughs> same time as Joffrey and it's really tough to work up too much of a lather about it, just in well, context. Joffrey,
1: you know, he makes this comment about sending a dog in to kill a wolf, like you know, he's actually thinking of as of telling the Hound to go kill one of, you know, to go kill one of the Stark's wolves. To go kill Summer, yeah. Yeah, he's like, like, he's kind of, you know, <laughs> like, he's killing their puppies, like, <laughs> it's like being a huge dick. <laughs>
2: And excited yeah. about it at that. Yeah,
0: yeah, like delighted. I think he's, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that I, I just, I mean, I just maybe I just know more teenage boys at this moment in my life, but I don't know. I just, it just, it it isn't like firmly established just how disturbed he is. So I just, it kind of gave oh, me. Pause. No,
1: I don't think I don't think so either. But I mean, it's certainly established. I that think he's these a are dick.
3: these are your early hints. I mean, these are not things that a, a nice person says. Yeah, well, a true. child is dying. Yeah,
2: like and this this kid's a jackass.
3: However, no, I don't think I mean you'll see it when you see it with Cersei and Jamie. I don't think George had completely resolved upon uh who was who, where what,
0: he was what was what. Yeah. With, with characterization
3: at this point, and including Tyrion really. I don't think yeah. he was fully Oh, well, yeah! Well, remember in the John chapter, a couple chapters before this one, whenever John meets Tyrion, he does the somersault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, well, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and then
2: like this chapter, his legs are hurting, and he can right. barely walk upstairs.
3: <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. And it's like, why didn't you edit one of these? I mean, you know, I, this is more realistic. I think, you know, people well, yeah, who, I
0: mean, definitely. although to be fair, autism,
3: yeah. do have serious joint pain most of the time. Yeah, and like if
0: it. you've been presumably in a sedentary position for what, most of the night, your joints mm-hmm. are gonna ache when you get up. I mean, that's right. just how that works.
3: Yeah. I mean, although Tyrion is what, all all of twenty two or twenty three at this point. I mean Yeah. No, maybe but I,
0: I think so it's just her.
3: well this is true, but Yeah, so I don't um, know. I I just you just get you just get kind of like having read the whole series so many times and knowing it as well as we do, you just kind of get this feeling of oh, he just really hadn't decided that yet, had he? Uh
0: So Tyrion decides to go join his family at breakfast. Um, interesting side note: I didn't. I think I missed both times I've read this or several times I've read this book. They're in the guest house at Winterfell. I don't know why that just struck me. I don't know. It just seems Mm -hmm. such a Hollywood kind of, you know, where everyone's got a guest house in Southern California or whatever. It just seemed a little weird, but okay. Um, I mean,
3: Castles in theory, you know, I mean like they would, um, here I'm going to defend this. They would like, you know, you'd start with like a central keep and you would slowly add on to things. And so I think when you think of something like Winterfell, as big as it is, you think of like, you know, just an addition that someone threw on at one point. And that's where they throw the gas. it's
1: like those McMansions from hell, basically.
0: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Okay. So everyone's uh, there except Robert and Joffrey, because Joffrey is still in the yard. And Robert is spending all his time with Ned. And I have to say, even though I think it's stupid, Nedbert, hello. (laughs) Because, I mean, we know Catelyn is just in Bran's room and won't leave, so, you know, I'm just saying...
1: They're just busy crossing swords. Yeah. I mean, he's comforting him.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to imagine Robert putting that much effort into any of his own kids
0: being ill. He
1: would totally be, like, way more broken up about one of Ned's kids than he would his own.
0: Oh, I think that's. (laughs) Like, Um, he,
1: he would. Well, plus, he'd have to deal with Cersei, which would just make it way more annoying.
0: Like, so, yeah, go hang out with my best bud and warn about his child or hang out with my nagging wife who hates me. Yeah. yeah and I mean.
1: neg, like, hang out with my best bud without his pesky wife in the way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, Um, I thought this passage kind of was interesting, um, although maybe it's what Chickie was talking about. He has a large heart, our Robert, Jamie said with a lazy smile there was very little that jamie took seriously tyrion knew that about his brother and forgave it during all the terrible long years of his childhood only jamie had ever shown him the smallest amount or smallest measure of affection or respect and for that tyrion was willing to forgive him most anything
1: yeah i mean i feel like tyrion tyrion knows cersei like really well he doesn't know jamie at all unless it's like chickie said
2: yeah. Oh, I think it's not definitely been, that um, too,
1: but I don't think that even in later books, I don't, you know, Tyrion doesn't really know Jamie that well, but I think, yeah, this Jamie is not the Jamie that we get eventually. And it's not, I think so much no. just because yeah. of, you know, the arc he's on. I think it's because, you know, this is a really good example of, you know, George as the gardener.
0: Yeah. It's well, also the, I, I think it's, he does this deliberately though, too, where we've got this POV structure The POV character is thinking or saying something about somebody and you're inclined to take it like for face value. And it's it's either incorrect or there's something there's something unreliable going on there.
3: Well, I mean, I think also there's an element here. I mean, keep in mind, these are one of the few glimpses you're going to get at Jamie before things really start to head south. I mean, yeah we don't see much else beyond like what happens around the turning of the hand and stuff where, you know, first, you know, Robert makes fun of Jamie and smacks him around. And then, you know, Jamie gets, you know, his yeah. ass handed to him in the list. I mean, I think you get the impression, right? The Jamie that you see later is a Jamie who has been severely sobered, and yet he still is a little bit of a, you know, like jokey jackass. So oh, you yeah. can imagine what he might have been like at this stage of the game. But I
1: still think he it's probably all... didn't
3: take much seriously. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously he a has, front, you know, you know, it, it is yeah. a front, obviously. But I think this is a more lighthearted Jamie than you see later. I think is is one way to look at it. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying George didn't kind of change his mind about some of what he was doing with him. But, I mean, this is a Jamie who's pretty carefree and who's definitely not taking responsibility for things he should be taking <laughs> responsibility for, which I think Tyrion
0: is pinning on him right here. Um, we learned that Tyrion likes his bacon black and for that, I lost a little respect for him. Also, yeah, that is the grossest practice I've ever heard of, but... I'm wondering if George R. R. Martin likes burnt bacon. He's got it. Mean, he that, he that has to, to be it.
3: Well,
1: and okay. I don't see what's, what is so gross about it? Some fish and some dark beer. Eh.
0: And doesn't he have sausage? I mean, it's all like. Sure. Beer and sausage? I mean, what's your problem? Yeah, it's uh, it's mostly the burnt bacon. I can't. Just it's like, burnt oh. bacon.
3: Why are you burning your bacon? I get crispy bacon. I get, you know, like, don't. Well don't done.
0: I mean. Yeah,
2: crispy, absolutely. But burnt, no.
0: Nah, yeah. Maybe it's I a good that. hangover cure. Oh, I like I this theory. Th-
3: <laughs> I mean, if anyone would know the hangover cures, it's got to be Tyrion, right? And George. His and hangover
0: George. where he's been in the library for the past twelve hours. Or Maybe whatever. we should try this on our next <laughs> for a drunk podcast, cast, like the next yes, day, <laughs> and then report back. Um, yeah, yes. I'm not. I'm not burning bacon to to prove a theory. Sorry, I, mean, I might understand.
1: burn bacon out of neglect.
0: I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so also, this is an interesting passage and, and we've talked a little bit about Jamie's dubious fashion sense and here we go. Um, Tyr- Tyrion turned back to his siblings, twins, male and female. They looked very much the part this morning. Both had chosen a deep green that matched their eyes. Their blonde curls were all a fashionable tumble and gold ornaments shone at wrists and fingers and throats. Tyrion wondered what it would be like to have a twin and decided he would rather not know. Bad enough to face himself in a looking glass every day. Another him was a thought too dreadful to contemplate. That kind of thing just breaks oh my heart God. a little bit. This thing where but they dress alike. Just... I, especially later when, you know, Cersei doesn't even want him in the same room as her children. But she's fine with them wearing, you know, matching outfits.
1: Do you think that they make the kids wear a match Like... Common and Marcella have to wear
0: matching outfits. God, like brother sister. No, I don't think they do. I honestly don't. Maybe like that. Well, no. Cersei seems very much the type who would like the mini me kind of extension of herself. Yeah, I could. But it's just see like, this. oh man, he really likes the gaudy. I mean, Jamie. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I mean, like.
3: Are are they planning the outfits out? Is it just, like, the night before? Is this all set in (laughs)
1: advance? They're sending ravens to each other. What are you wearing?
0: (laughs) I don't know if you guys, this works for you, but, like, when I go into work, sometimes it'll be, like, everybody has gotten, like, the pink shirt, black and white check skirt memo or something. Or everyone's in khaki pants and, you know. You know, like, have you ever done that thing where you go in and everyone's kind of in the same color? Everyone's
1: always wearing black and gray every day.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. And, like, I've had this happen, like, with my
3: husband. where like, we'll walk out and we're wearing, you know, the same colors. And it's like, how did this happen? I don't even know how this, you know, I mean, yeah, I get that once in a while. But Tyrion kind of makes it sound like, you know. This is something that they do.
1: Well, don't you <laughs> feel like maybe Cersei would buy or not, you know, Cersei would have clothes made for Jamie for like off duty time and you know, have oh, a yeah. maid to look like hers, basically.
3: Or Jamie's doing it. I mean, we know Jamie knows a seamstress and That's everything. That's true. Jamie <laughs> does <laughs> right. yeah. he, yeah. Does, know he Jamie. does
1: know a seamstress. It's Jamie. Oh my god, Jamie. He's <laughs> like literally getting matching ugh.
3: Where's wow. Cole though? She'd love this if she knew that Jamie was ordering <laughs> dresses.
1: He's yeah, ordering <laughs> dresses and matching tops for himself. Oh my god, I I, I kind mean. of don't even like him anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. Actually, I can, I actually can see it being real. Oh god, Jamie. And plus, what? Oh god, why does George not understand like basic? Genetics, like he is actually pushing this thing where it's like Jamie and Cersei are identical. Like, does he not know that that can't happen? Like, you know, <laughs> eternal male female. To, does he not know that? You know, well, maybe I in Westeros say, though, they can.
0: I know people who should know that it's like not. Like we were talking about, I was at work and I was talking about the John and Danny thing, and I'm like, you know, and I was just like, I just can't get behind it because they're like. You know, and I was sharing that information about the Reddit article. And they're like, well, Jamie and Cersei. I'm like, they're not identical twins. It's not worse. Actually, John and Danny is worse. And having this discussion with a college-educated person who should know that fraternal twins and identical twins are two different things. So maybe he just doesn't know and it's not that. I don't know.
3: I keep kind of reminding myself he well, we started this in 91 and there was no, you know, search engines weren't easy to find. Yeah. I don't
0: it's I don't like fucking basic know. high school biology stuff. And yeah. I mean and I mean if he was really going to go down this road with the fantasy element, you think he'd have other instances of this. But yes, but he's just so hung up on I don't know. He has these weird genetic ideas.
3: I mean, it's like it's like I can forgive Shakespeare for the twelfth night version of this with the identical male female mm-hmm. twins. Because it was four hundred years ago, you know.
0: Yeah. It just seems like four hundred years, years ago.
3: Yeah, it might have been four hundred years ago. Actually, it has been a long time, George. About <laughs> a lot three, of the four advances series. in genetic
1: knowledge have happened in the last Since Game of Thrones came out (laughs) Actually you're right I mean I'm sure like a ton have That'd be like an interesting thing All of the medical advancements that have come about Since
3: George started writing These These are all
1: the characters that that would be
3: saved
0: (laughs) Oh Jesus Alright So they're all talking about Bran And Marcella and Tommen don't want Bran to die Because they're normal human beings And they haven't pushed him out a window So they're fine um, Jamie and Cersei are not quite so happy that Bran isn't going to die, um, and I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. Um, and although it's not explicitly stated, it's it's clear I think that Tyrion knows about them. And there's this part from the text that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, he's talking to Cersei, and he says Tyrion. It says Tyrion gave her a crooked smile. Why only that Tommen may get his wish? The Maester thinks the boy may yet live. He took a sip of beer. Marcella gave a happy gasp and Tom and smiled nervously, but it was not the children that Chil- Tyrion was watching. The glance that passed between Jamie and Cersei lasted no more than a second, but he did not miss it. So he knows they're lovers, but does he know for sure that Bran's fall was not an accident?
3: I think he probably knows because he knows like he knows that Jamie's been itching to get at Cersei, so he would know that Robert was out for the day with Ned and, you know.
1: Do you think that I'm Jamie, sure like, was gassed. telling Tyrion this? Like, how, like, how I mean, awful? Like, come you on, no. Wait like wait to fuck our sister. I wish no, her husband I would I don't leave. I discuss
0: it. I think it's just one of those things where you know and you don't talk about just it.
2: Just don't talk about it. Yeah, I just think they don't talk about it. But it was, Jamie is aware that he knows.
0: I mean, like, does
3: anyone else have siblings? Like, I can't imagine what the hell it would be like to know that two of your siblings...
1: I mean, it's, like, literally sleeping the most together. horrifying oh, thing
3: I can imagine. It's horrific. Like, uh, I can't even imagine for Tyrion what it's like. Like, it's it's horrifying. And he's probably grown up with it, because they've been doing it for, like, as long as he would have conscious awareness. Yeah. So, and I'm sure he's been aware of it the whole time. Like, where's the vomit emoji? <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, Tyrion needs all the bleach and Westeros, basically. Ugh. It's... It, like one thing I don't get from this chapter though is why the hell is Tyrion turning into a private investigator here? Like, once he suspects anything, let's shut the fuck up about. I mean, and he does. He doesn't bring it up <laughs> well, anymore. But it's like, dude, I think just there's a difference off.
0: between. I mean, he's he. I mean, I think he knows about the fact that they're lovers the same way. Like in some families, you know that you know there's just certain things you don't talk about or whatever. I mean, particularly dysfunctional families. But I think it's a big jump from that to your brother or sister. And he doesn't, I don't think he knows knows. Somebody pushed a kid out a window. Mm. I mean, so that's the part he doesn't know yet, right? I mean, clearly
3: he's not, yeah, he doesn't know for sure. But clearly he suspects it might have been them. And I think, you know, you're seeing throughout this chapter, you know, this is show not tell. But Tyrion is clearly very sympathetic to Bran's situation. I mean, like, yes. you know, at, at every turn he say he, you know, he he seems to be, you know, supporting <laughs> Bran's right to live and, you know, hoping for the best for him. And and he's angry at people who aren't feeling that way. So I think you have a little bit of Tyrion kind of, you know, kind of maybe a, a macabre reason, you know, he just like he's like, did you guys actually do this terrible thing? I mean, like, you know, and Bran will, or, I mean, Tyrion will later be kind to Bran, you know, he gives him the saddle plans mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think, you know, he might just be pissed at him, honestly, but he just can't really vocalize it even in his own head because he, you know, because of his complex relationship with Jamie. And
1: it's just so funny because we get a Jamie eventually who literally, you know, is like feeling sorry for the bear who's, you know, kind of champing the underdog as much as Tyrion ever is. So it's kind of, it's funny to see the evolution of him.
0: Yeah, that's... Starting
1: point.
3: That's the one thing that I think George just must not have had resolved in his head, you know, just like exactly how Jamie operated in his well, own probably, mind.
0: once he started to write from his perspective, that probably changed. I I well, I mean, you kind of see. It I mean, class. It, he, it must have been. Well, yeah, I mean, he's starting to work with that, but I think maybe he's yeah. thinking that out. I mean, uh, or oh, sorry, but, go ahead. No,
1: where Cersei in this chapter feels. Like very thin, you know. She's just kind of like vaguely bitchy. You know, that's kind of her personality. We, I think, we get a hint of Jamie. It's not the Jamie we come to know, but we get, you know, almost none of Cersei.
0: We do get she's, like she, she's. Um, he talks about he Tyrion's planning to go to the north to see the wall and piss off the top, and she's annoyed. First of all, she's like horrified he's planning to stay there because clearly she's not enjoying her trip to the north either. And then this idea, and like, because she'll pack off the kids after that conversation because they don't need to hear his filth. And I'm like, him pissing off the wall compared to what they could be talking about, that's not filth. <sighs> um, there's also, there's an interesting, they're talking about the dire wolves. And it's interesting that we learn how each of them has bonded with the Stark children from the Lannister perspective. Um, and also Cersei doesn't like, I forgot about this, she doesn't like the dire wolves from the get-go, and she doesn't want them coming north, which might explain also partly why when she has the chance, she has Lady killed. Um,
3: yeah, that's pretty well set up here, that she already didn't like them. And, um, it is funny, it's, it's interesting the way that you describe her as being thin, because I agree with you, there's very little to go on here. I mean, other than, you know, that you can tell something's wrong with her dynamic with Tyrion. Mm-hmm.
0: And she seems unpleasant, but right. that's, yeah. but there are a lot of, there are a lot of reasons why she might seem unpleasant and they're not yeah. really particularly well expressed.
3: But I mean, compare this to like the interactions that, that Cersei and Tyrion will have in clash. And it's so tame.
0: Right <laughs> now. Comparison. This is like, Well,
1: well even, you know, you know, Tyrion's interactions with, Mercella and Tommen in Clash. Like, here he's, like, benevolent, like, fun Uncle Tyrion. And, you know, he's kind of ruining their lives in Clash, or trying to, basically.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I'd i argue that sending Myrcella away is for her good. Um, I mean, I on paper. <laughs> and I think he is fond of Tommen. And, again, sending him away is for... I mean, I think he's doing that because he thinks that's the best thing for those kids.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, especially with Marcella, I mean, he found her like the only eligible kid her age in Westeros, and that's who he set up, you know, and got her a long way away from any of these battles and with people who probably would make a deal with Stannis if Stannis won. I think, you know, in his in his way, I think he was trying to do right by Marcella. I mean, in the way that all, you know. Westerosi people feel the right to make these decisions for their children (laughs) or their, you know, nieces or nephews or whatever.
0: And he didn't even I mean, he arranged the marriage, but it wasn't like he said, and you're marrying, you know, right now. It was like, you're going to go. I mean, granted, it was more like a hostage thing, but it was like, you're not going to have to marry him instantly. You'll have a time. You'll have time. I think he was making decisions that he thought would be. I don't know. He I mean her- that they turned out not to be is one thing, but I don't think he-, he sent her to
1: the people that would have the absolute most reason to kill a Lannister kid.
3: Well, but I mean in a way and he's right here if they were thinking that is the absolute last thing that they would want to do. Um, you know, he's I think what he's thinking is correct. And I mean it's true. Um, you know, Duran would not have hurt her mm-hmm. in a million billion years. And Tyrion, you know, pegs that and, and, and for all we right. know,
0: she isn't hurt.
3: Yeah, well I mean,
0: other she, than her ear. But you know, again, yeah, that's yeah. not something you could you could predict.
3: I mean No. I mean what happened on the show, yes, that was much more well, that's, insane. I mean, those are
1: even I, the same characters.
3: No, I mean in the books, I mean, you know, what's what's the worst that happens? You know, Arianne wants to like crown her. I mean, like, who could predict this dark star situation? I mean, pretty much Yeah. Nobody because he doesn't make any sense. But I mean, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's more discussion about Cersei is they're both Cersei and Jamie are justifying how Bran would be better off dead. And there's um thought a nice bit of well, I don't know if George had this in mind, but there's a nice I'm gonna say he did. There's a nice bit of foreshadowing here. Um Jamie says, even if the boy does live, he will be a cripple. Worse than a cripple, a grotesque. Give me a good, clean death. Tyrion replied with a shrug that accentuated the twist of his shoulders. Speaking for the grotesques, he said, I beg to differ. Death is so terribly final while life is full of possibilities.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean I think in the original outline doesn't um is it Joffrey that loses a hand? Like someone loses Who a hand. is it? Why didn't it's we look Joffrey it up? Or Somebody. Or Rob.
3: I, I think know. you're right. I think it might be Rob.
1: And so I mean I think he, you know, obviously had that thought that one of these main characters is gonna lose a hand.
3: Yeah, no, I think he I think he I think he put it intentionally. I think he intentionally had Jamie say this oh, horrible yeah. so stupid too. thing, um, to, you know, bring him full circle on it.
0: Yeah, I I can find the Gizmodo article, but that's I'm not going to try to read that. Sorry. Oh uh, god, that outline. But uh, I mean like I you you kind of
3: have to love the beauty of it. I mean like god, for as much as there are a few underbaked things that you're seeing here, think about the dedication to like lay the groundwork this early when it doesn't get a payoff for, you know, another like almost full two books. I mean, that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm looking at the thing and I'm trying to read it after I said I wouldn't <laughs> read it. You just said you weren't going to do it and you're doing it. You're I'm doing it. Out. Well, I just, I'm just scanning and there's this stuff about Rob dying. Remember, remember when s- people were trying, you know how there's this section that's all
3: blacked, blacked out? Like somebody out, took yeah. a sharpie to it. Yeah. And how they were, how trying they were like, like trying to decipher like, it. And, and they it got happened. pretty far. Yeah, they got part of it.
1: Wasn't there like a countdown of the like lowest moments of the A Song of Ice and Fireball? <laughs> Uh, fandom, and it was, you know, oh, people that. trying I to read an Asha this. chapter from over George's shoulder in a still photograph, <laughs> in a still picture on the monitor behind them, and, you know, of course, the the horrible New Year's Day, 2015, like, all, or 2016, whatever year it was. Like, I all don't horrible see anything things.
0: about a hand here. Huh. They probably don't mention it there, or is, is it the full text that they I have? I think so. I, I if someone wants to, while well, I'm talk or, I... It just sounds... <laughs> i see all three it. volumes as big books running about 700 to 800 manuscript pages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just so funny now when you look at the entirety of it all. Uh, okay. Well, anyhow, um, let's see what else. Um, Tyrion says he'd really be interested to hear what Bran might say if he wakes up. And Jamie comments that he wonders whose side Tyrion is on. Seems like a really stupid thing to say out loud, but um, Tyrion's mouth was full of bread and fish. He took a swallow of strong black beer to wash it all down and grinned up wolf- wolfishly at Jamie. Why, Jamie, my sweet brother, he said, you wound me. You know how much I love my family. That's the chapter, so. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so weird that they have this, like, you kind of think that there's going to be conflict between Tyrion and Jamie, you know, that never happens in, in anything to do with this, you
3: know?
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. Eventually, but not right now. Yeah. 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 I can
3: say much later, but
0: yeah. Yeah,
3: it is. I don't know. I, I mean like George, there, there are just elements of this that just feel under underdone. I don't know. He just hadn't resolved on some things that he will, what's weird is I think he decides most of them by the end of this book. So why he didn't go back and edit this, I Uh don't know.
0: Well, it's a, you know, this is one thing when I have several times attempted to reread through the whole series and this book goes fast. This book is Mm -hmm. fairly lean. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's underdone. It's fairly lean. There's a a clear narrative going on that just keeps you moving and propelling through. It's, it's, I Unlike say yeah. Clash where you're like, wait, who are all these people and why do I care? And it's the pace slows down.
1: Well and I think it's really that there's you know, there's three and a half main stories. You know, you've got with a clear narrative, you know, you've got Ned, you've got John, you've got Danny, and then you got your kind of half story of Tyrion and Kat.
0: Well, and there is stuff going mm-hmm. on with, with the kids, yeah, but it's all but pretty much it's it's, it's all it's very like the pace is quick,
1: right so, so I, I don't mean,
0: know was it a, a deliberate choice? was it underdone, or was he just trying to I keep mean, that the narrative key, going? it, it wouldn't it's not
3: like it would it's not like it would add bloat to characterize a little more sharply how he would decide on them being i mean like if anything, I would think it would even cut more if you you know started from the beginning rather than having to add it later. Just, you know.
0: Well, this is true because it's later when you have to suddenly introduce 15 characters that we all need to know their intense backstory about. That's down. Or
1: you invent some dumbass prophecy to try to explain the (laughs) issues between two characters that were evident
3: in literally the
1: first page that you wrote with either of them in it. So at any point in the three books before you could have written something to explain it instead of your dumbass prophecy.
3: Yeah. Well, and like he just hadn't completely resolved that that, you know, Cersei was gonna have narcissistic personality disorder at this point. I mean, I think he meant her to be kind of a bitch.
0: Right. Not I don't think he had crazy.
3: Not necessarily, you know, completely locking in conscience like she is in reality. And I think, yeah, I think he just he just had not decided yet. Therefore he didn't nail her from from the first few words and um i don't know i don't know why i don't know why he didn't go back and fix it because you kind of get the feeling by the end of the book he had but i don't know i mean god only knows
1: so in the outline it says rob will win several splendid victories and maim joffrey baratheon on the battlefield
0: so is that so, it? oh so that's joffrey probably to get
1: maimed mm-hmm.
0: Wasn't Sansa also going to have his baby and, like, be torn or something? Yeah, Mm -hmm. she marries him. And then there was the exciting Arya and Tyrion thing.
1: (laughs) Jamie and Tyrion and their allies were going to beat Rob, and Rob dies in battle, and then Tyrion will besiege and burn Winterfell. So, I mean, you know, Arya's got a fairly solid reason to not want to uh, hook up with them.
0: Any other thoughts or overall thoughts on this chapter? I'm sorry, I can't even answer that, guy. I I just can't.
1: <laughs> the the thought of Tyrion and Arya is just too bizarre.
0: It's just so weird. And God knows there is some strange. There are some strange ships on an A O three, but I don't. Now I gotta go look to see are there any You know, are there you know the answer, comma. You know there's gonna. You be know there's I do a... this every time. It's like oh, there's rated E fanfic of Anne of Green Gables. Let me go. You there know, is. Play. God. Yes, with blood play. <laughs> is kind I of don't the think awesome. I can do that. <laughs> besmirched
1: Yeah, I don't want to be
0: smurged. It's actually with that. pretty good. It's um, it's Anne and Diana doing um, blood play, and it's actually kind of <laughs> hot. <laughs> oh no god what is the coming like, to oh that just seems so wrong and then i'm reading it going this is actually quite well done well just because oh, it's well
1: done doesn't mean it should have been done
0: <laughs> all right i'm looking up right now to see if there's anything with the two just of them childhood ruined
1: yeah i mean young adulthood so ruined
0: I, I know there's Aria Tywin because I made the mistake of reading that. What? Yeah, there's quite a bit. People, when I, what's people, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh my God. You know, I don't know. When I first entered the fandom, I was looking for Tywin fanfic and I didn't understand what the slash meant. I didn't realize that that meant that that was, like, a a sexual or romantic pairing. So I'm just like, oh, I like Arya and Tywin on the show. Okay, I'll read this. And then I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I actually don't see any. I could be searching for it wrong. But maybe it's just one of those rare pairings that just hasn't. The funniest thing to me about him thinking he would do
3: um, Arya and, and Tyrion is that, like, Tyrion is actually in love with Arya. Yeah. Because it's funny, because he does hook Tyrion up with a Stark girl, but you know, like you'd never get the feeling that Tyrion has anything like romantic feelings for Sansa. I mean, like I realize there's some disgusting sexual stuff, but I mean, like I never get the feeling that he's remotely in love
0: with her. No, right now, he. If anything, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just. It's yeah. I mean,
1: I think the one thing from this chapter is, you know, it definitely sets us up for. Oh Tyrion's awesome! I love Tyrion. Yay Tyrion! And you know the slow (laughs) decline of Tyrion over like (laughs) until like you see his name as a cheddar, as a cheddar, as a chapter You can tell from Wisconsin when (laughs) literally (laughs) the the slips. (laughs) I I know exactly what you mean by that though. Oh, there are nine
0: stories because I know you were all wondering. There are nine stories with Tyrion and Arya.
1: Yeah, you see his name in the chapter header, and it's just like, oh, his stomach just churns. Oh,
0: I mean... Uh, well, right now, I mean, I remember liking him initially. Yeah, I think my course. loathing started in Storm of Swords. Um, but right... And it wasn't even loathing. It was just sort of like, oh, really? We're going to do this? Really? And I was just more annoyed at George. But right now, I, I liked him as a character.
1: It's funny because, you know... I think one of the things that came out of the cat chapters that we really liked was the sense of her as, you know, an individual human being with flaws and someone that you wouldn't always like as a human be as a person. Like you wouldn't necessarily like to like have dinner with her all the time. But you liked reading about the character because she seems like a real person and I don't know that we'll feel that way about Tyrion. Like his flaws are flaws not in the way that make him more real kind of like they kind of yeah. make him um less real in a way.
3: Well, he starts out so sympathetic and unlike many other characters where George goes the other way you don't necessarily sympathize with them to begin with but you do at the end. Mm-hmm. With Tyrion he's gone <laughs> the other way where you heavily sympathize with Tyrion at this stage of the game. And why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, he's the underdog in every sense and he's funny. And, and if he fun ever writes, and nice books, and
0: kind yeah. at this point, you know, and then you and know. he reads, which usually in his in Martin's book is like a clue that there's somebody we mm-hmm. should, yeah.
1: And if he ever yeah. gets around to, you know, it's like this is one of the characters that, for as much as you know, we cannot look forward to his chapters, you know, he's the one that will be interesting to see if and how he brings him around again.
0: Well, until you get to his. L- his later stuff, even when I'm like going, Ew, or really, dude? Um, or oh God, um, he's still he's an interesting character and he usually doesn't stop being interesting. It's not till you get to the where do horrors go kind of endless yeah. um repetition that you're like, Oh my God, no, no, there's a Tyrion yeah. chapter. How long is it? But Well sorry, go ahead. No, but I mean, I think up until that point, even when he's saying or, or thinking dubious things, I found him interesting. And I always was I would look forward to to sort of seeing where his sort of commentary and where he would take us. Yeah, well, see, my
3: I would posit there that up until Dance, Tyrion is in the thick of every bit of the most interesting parts of the story. And then you put him in dance, and he's off on his own. And I mean, like he runs into Jorah, and it's the most interesting thing that happens the whole time, pretty much. I mean, you know, it's I mean, like turtles, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. <laughs> he runs into Jon <laughs> Con, and he runs into you know Aegon, but like we don't really know them, and we don't really care, and we know they're not a big deal because they're being introduced too late, you know. So I, I mean, like it's just he, he, he turns into a huge asshole. I mean, yes, but also he's not in the thick of the interesting part of the story, or the part you really care about, I guess is what mm-hmm. I should say, the part you're invested in anymore. And so he, he loses both those things, and so it's just tough to even care. Like, but
1: and he, he loses because he doesn't have a, you know, his story doesn't finish in dance. Like, he's one of those characters that is, you know, they're, that whose storyline is cut off. Mm-hmm. And So we don't even get the satisfaction of him doing the things that we sort of think should be happening. Like, he never never meets Danny. He never sees, you know, he doesn't meet the dragons yet. He's not in the bath It's like,
3: I didn't meet for fuck's
1: yeah, sake. yeah. So it's, you know,
3: yeah, nothing. Like that happen. at least would have been satisfying for God's sake. At least that Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I'm just having some latent <laughs> George rage. You guys, I like how this thing happened this afternoon where I kind of like drifted off and I like woke up, like it, not, not like a wake up. You ever like doing work and you just kind of nod a little like you didn't get enough sleep like I did last yes, night. all the time. I like woke up and I had this weird deja vu feeling that George had announced that Wins was coming out, like that Wins oh. had been announced. Oh no, and oh, wow. let me guess. Did and you go went, to like look went, that up? And I went through this whole just like you know, emotional whatever with it and so I'm mad at him again. because
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> He can't
0: even win there, man. He can't. Any other thoughts? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Do we have mail? We
1: do. We've got some letters and some messages on Tumblr. So we have a message from Catherine, and she says, Hello, lovely ladies and possibly gents. I've been a listener since the very first episode, and I think it keeps getting better and better. I'm amazed that you're able to put out an episode every single week as are we, <laughs> um, keep up the incredible work. Just wanted to comment a bit on season 7. Unlike most of you, I didn't hate it and was even able to enjoy parts of it. Most likely this is because season 5 broke me. It destroyed any illusions I had that got as a quality show. Not only did we have to suffer through Ramsey Sue, Sansa's rape, Stannis becoming Satanist, ooh, like that, the, Cario, the Larry and Carol show, and the hot mess of Dorne, we got Brienne staring at a window for an entire goddamn season. Literally anything is better than the festering raw sewage that aired in 2015. <laughs> it's very refreshing to no, to no longer be hate-watching the show. Basically, I'm now at the Nirvana-like state of I-don't-give-a-fuck bliss, as seen as this graphic <laughs> representation of fandom enjoyment over time. And um, I think a lot of you have probably seen a chart like this, but I will put it up on Twitter <laughs> Um, Sometime after we post this episode, because it's pretty accurate, I think. Um, My expectations for show Jamie and Brienne are so low that I'm happy with anything even remotely positive, such as the real Jamie finally appearing after three long seasons. Here's hoping we get more Jamie next season. If Tormund must come back, let him be the catalyst for our lovebirds to admit their feelings. The only things that continue to irk me are, one... Reddit users answering any critique of the show with, but this is still the best show on TV. And she's got like a million question
3: marks. Um,
0: (laughs) Two,
1: (laughs) Brienne and Tormund shippers. I'm comforted by the fact that JB Fix and Archive of Our Own outnumber Brienne Torman Tormund by 20 to 1. I feel like we can teach you some awesome filtering techniques so you never even have to see those (laughs) pics on AO3. Um, Three, underwhelming stark reunions. We could have had it all. I know. And four, John and Danny's embarrassing lack of chemistry. Every show watcher I know in real life ships it. Arg. Your take on the show and the books is always insightful and amusing, and it comforts me to know that I'm not alone in my opinions. Much love from Canada.
3: Aw. (laughs) Aw. Okay, I got to say I completely agree with this person. I was shocked that you guys, like, ranked this season so low in the overall. Like, I didn't think it was great, but I would put it, like, middle of the pack. I really didn't think it was
0: that that I don't know. I think you're at a different place emotionally yeah. than maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I may be there. I don't know. I still kind of like eh, I'm done. But I think you'd 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 reach that point. Maybe I'm post that. I don't know. I do love that the our expectations are so low that like if Jamie and Brienne shook hands, we would all be like, yay! <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I. don't think I don't think anything that happens with Jamie and Brienne is gonna get much of a yay out of me. I'm just like uh, whatever, gross. Next, we,
1: we have an, we have another email. Um, subject is sword fighting guy, and it's hi all. It's John who sent you the note about sword fighting last week. Hearing my mail read out loud made it sound kind of well mansplaining. I got excited about how badass Brienne is and maybe went too far. You guys were saying how you didn't know about swords and I was like I'll swoop in and save these poor benighted ladies. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> kind of mortified. Anyhow, you already know I love your work. I really enjoyed your love letter to Jamie, and I'm a huge sucker for redemption arc, so he's my guy. Um, I don't think he was mansplaining at all. Oh, I don't so either. I think did he I was a man explaining guy? something, but yeah, certainly no, no. not mansplaining, so I, no worries. I think worries. there's a
0: difference between someone going, well, see, there's a window, and he pushed the kid out, and someone coming in with, like, actual knowledge, exactly. which this guy did. Yep you know saying well in a sword fight when you have because i know nothing about that you know i think it's a totally different thing
3: yeah mansplaining is oh you just don't understand what's happening in this scene and it's like no i do i have eyes and ears i (laughs) know what's happening in a scene that that
0: was not at all so so john you're good we we don't think you're mansplaining
1: definitely not um we have one from kaylee by who says hello everyone First, let me gush about how much I love your podcast. You all make me laugh during my workouts, and you are so knowledgeable and opinionated about the books and show. I love it. My question is a bit off topic. I was wondering if any of you have ever been to Comic Con or Games Con ever. If not, have you considered going in the future? Have you ever met George R.R. Martin or anyone from the GOT cast? Um, I apologize in advance if someone has asked this question. I'm new to the podcast and a newer fan of GOT and A Song of Ice and Fire. I love Jamie and Brienne, and it was their relationship I found edited on YouTube that got me interested in the show and books. So that's kind of cool that the supercut got someone.
3: Yeah. We'll have to tell Aaron. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm the con-goer in the group, right? I used to go to SDCC all the time, if that's what you mean by Comic-Con. And I, I didn't actually meet George. I was at a dinner party with George. At WorldCon a couple of years ago, and like I was like in a group conversation with him, but I was not really introduced. That's pretty solid. And you didn't kidnap him like you were supposed to enforce him to finish. Winning. I didn't know. I was volunteering at the con, and I was so tired. I was just like, oh, George R. R. Martin, uh, just well, whatever.
1: At this point, you probably thought you probably still thought that Brienne was an undead. Um, it no, like dead, right? it was
3: after that. Oh, okay, it was like okay. a couple years ago. Oh, okay. It was like maybe 2015. Oh, wow. Like that. I remember you talking about this, and didn't you say that you were surprised at how small he is? He's very small. Huh. Really? In every sense. like, yeah, he he wasn't, you know, everybody acts like he's like enormous, like fat and everything. It's like, I think he just carries it funny. I would not describe him as like immensely obese or anything like that. It was not.
0: Well, I mean, I, I can look at him and see – that he's overweight, but it's more like he doesn't carry him. He carries himself like he has presence. So mm. I'm, he's not a tall man. Then
3: he's not, no, I was definitely oh. taller than he was, which I didn't expect for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, no and smaller then, than I thought. That was where that what I came away with smaller <laughs> than I expected. And then lots met,
1: um, Christian Nairn. So holder. And
3: That's
1: he was right. not
0: smaller. than. No, he was expected. not small. <laughs> No, i've never met i i have gone to conventions but not for this fandom and not in like oh god like decades so no not for me we had talked, a couple guests who went right didn't was it well tina yeah we had yeah to, tina
3: went to what was it she went to
1: the, the like one, game of thrones con that was in nashville this year The con, of yeah Dragons.
3: yeah con of thrones yeah thanks Devin.
1: And then Aaron. Well, we we talked briefly goes, about going yeah. to that.
3: Guile tried to talk us into going to that for about 5 minutes, like all of us going and doing a panel or something. Didn't
0: you?
1: Yeah, I mean it would be super fun, but, you know, <laughs> there's like I a
2: think lot of
0: were in like,
1: Nashville in
0: the summer that's not
1: yeah. happening. Yeah. And I think it's in <laughs> Dallas this this coming Yeah, it's like are you kidding? Yeah, it
2: is. <laughs> is it in Dallas?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've so been to Dallas. So it's a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Devin, are you gonna go?
2: Mm, I don't know. If I didn't go to the one in Nashville, which is only a four hour drive from me, I probably won't do Dallas.
3: <sighs> yeah, well, I'm not going. You we all know how I feel about Texas. Sorry, Eon. <laughs> <laughs> Aww.
1: Aww. So we've got some um we've got some I was I literally cannot even think of the word. Some messages. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wow! You know when the mind goes, it just goes, kids. Um, <clears throat> Nelly Font says, "Hello, ladies. I was so embarrassed when you read my question, but so very glad with your answers. Your Jamie appreciation healed me. I was wondering about what your first impressions of Tyrion were when you first read the books and whether you liked him and what, and what not. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it definitely. It, definitely sympathetic i mean some some things in the books kind of do make like the whole like the somersaults like i'll roll my eyes at
3: that shit like really
1: <laughs> but otherwise he oh, seems like kind of learned yeah. and
3: yeah I loved, I loved him i loved tarion until dance yeah pretty much i mean yeah, yeah.
2: Definitely. If if you take away dance, he's like I have a I have a top five where like Arya is one, Bran is five, and two, three, and four are Jamie, John, and Tyrion, and they rotate. But then yeah. it kind of stays the same. Um if you take dance away, like Tyrion stays in there the entire time, like the top five right. of my favorite characters. Oh yeah.
3: But, yeah. But yeah. dance
2: is just oh
3: it's a try. Yeah. Not just not just fun to read, but favorite characters. Tyrion was one of my favorite characters. And I, yeah. I almost remember, I think, you know, I mean, you're talking about there was a long gap between Feast and Dance. But I remember using Tyrion to try to sell people on the series. Be like, you oh, know, he's great. You love it. You love, you love, you know, like I used to think of him as like a main character, you know, well, the main character. And like, you know, I loved Tyrion. Huh. I mean.
0: He was in my. Again, I started with the show, but I remember saying I loved Arya, I loved Tyrion, I loved God help me, Danny and John.
1: Well, I that was like the first season,
0: and then season two happened, and Danny fell from grace, never ever to like come back. And <laughs> I still liked Tyrion, and then I think I was reading the books, and by the time I got to Dance, I'm like, what the hell? But up until then, I thought he was interesting and cool. And
1: I don't dislike yeah. Tyrion. I'm just more in the, like, for, you know, going into the top five, you know, I've got, oh. i got to have room for, like, my Theon and my Davises and, you know, like, that side of that set of characters. And Tyrion just doesn't um, crack the top five for me.
3: I can yeah. honestly remember starting Feast for Crows and being disappointed
0: that Tyrion wasn't in. Wasn't there,
2: there. yeah. Wasn't
0: there. Yep, yep. Yeah, there were a couple characters like that. And the other thing that's changed for me is the more I got immersed in it, and the more, like, I would read people's Forgive Me chickie meta and headcanons and stuff, and I started to appreciate other characters, and it sort of changed for me. So, but. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, there are new POVs
3: introduced with every book, and, like, I, I kind of had a bias against a lot of what I think of as the new POVs, starting mm-hmm. with, you know, Davos and stuff, and, like, oh Jamie God. was the first one I ever really liked. <laughs> I, I really didn't love Davos until I got to dance, uh-huh. and then I just fell head over yeah. heels at long last for Davos How did heart, as P. you should first. have first. Theon? No, I didn't like Theon. I yeah. mean, I I like Theon much better now. I appreciate Theon, but like you realize, I've never been able to reread a word of those dance oh, chapters. Gotcha. I I can't. I I couldn't. I couldn't even. So, I don't have the same attachment to Theon that a lot of you guys do. Yeah. I, I'm fine with Theon. I don't. You know, I'm I, not holding things against him. I
0: just. Ugh. I don't. I hate the torture stuff. I mean, the show. I I still haven't seen some of those scenes, but um, he's got. His dance chapters—he's got my some of my favorite secondary and tertiary characters are all in those. Well, and, and it's such I a
1: wonderful—I mean, the Winterfell, the Winterfell storyline in Dance is so fun. And
0: I like
2: mean,
1: a, it's like a murder—it's like a murder, <laughs> an old school murder mystery <laughs> in the. Mystery. Murder mystery,
2: yeah, it's my favorite thing in Dance.
1: So we have a couple more messages. We have um, on Tumblr from Come, my little Gamma Ray, who says. Hi, awesome. you've talked about GRRM being praised for challenging tropes, but you argued that he actually adheres to those tropes, i.e. John equals the chosen one. So do you think he is doing the same for Tyrion with the ugly equals evil trope? He starts out with good intentions, but slowly falls into that trope, killer, deceiver, rapist. I think his character will embody that trope in the future, but we just get to see how he got there. Love the podcast. It's a, I mean, really interesting question.
3: Hmm. I mean, I I, I want to clarify something here. Personally... I would never describe George as a trope um, subverter. I think he likes to subvert reader expectation more than anything. Hmm. I don't know that he necessarily takes all tropes and it's like, I'm going to turn this inside out. I think he's just like, oh, well, they expect me to zig and I'm probably going to zag. I mean, like, I don't think that it's, you know, he takes something and deliberately tries to tear it apart as much. That's not what I've ever seen with him anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I doubt it with Tyrion. I honestly, I think it's one of those things where, sadly, you know, in this world of misogyny that we live in, I don't know that George realizes how bad he's made Tyrion in a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he realizes how far past redemption he's taken him with stuff that happened I also in- think
0: yeah. he's written some stuff. I mean, he's written himself into corners in certain places and may not, well, clearly doesn't know how to get out of them. But mm. I, I think... Some of this stuff just sort of he took it in places, and I don't know if you can walk that back. Yeah. I mean, I've seen theories like about who Penny is, about certain things about um Taisha that there are certain things that he might have to you know confront all these things, but we may never know that if that's happening. So Yeah, we,
3: I I don't know. I don't I doubt he intended I, I doubt his intention was, oh, I'm gonna gonna take the ugly thing and turn it inside out. I d I don't feel that personally.
1: So we've got one final one. Um it's an, a nod on Tumblr who says, uh, this is like really complimentary, so it's a little embarrassing almost. Um you guys are like one of the best got podcasts. Some other got podcasts I've listened to usually give D and D too much slack when they don't deserve it. D&D don't care if you like the show or not, and some podcasts like Game of Ones give them too much appreciation. You asswipes became famous because of the truest Song of Ice and Fire fans, and now that you're famous, you don't care about the little guys that help you get to
0: that position.
1: Anyways, love your content and your podcast. Well,
0: for a minute, okay. I thought they were calling us asswipes, okay. and I'm like, no, okay. That's, that's, just... sounded like. <laughs> that's complimentary, okay.
3: Well, I think some people are really, um, I I don't know. I mean, like, I listen to some of those podcasts. I don't know if it's so much that they want to suck up to the producers as it is. And, like, I'm going to be really frank with you here. And it's something that we've just never bothered to do. And that is, I think there are podcasts where they're concerned about keeping their listeners. And I'm not saying we don't love having you guys. (laughs) But if you think for a minute that we're censoring ourselves because we're afraid that you'll check out. No, like we just don't. I mean, you know, we just say what we think. And I think a lot of podcasts, they have a little bit more, maybe, awareness of how the audience will
2: accept things that they say. And I think, too. Yeah, I think so, too.
1: There's, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we can hate the show, but it's not like, you know, I don't want to hate it. I want to love it. Like, how much fun would it be to, like, love the show and, you know, be excited about it. Like, that'd be great instead of just being, those days. yeah, I mean, that's super, that's super fun. And I
0: remember that eagerness, you'd sit down, you'd be like watching the credits. You go, yeah. Yes. So-and-so's on. Yes. So-and-so's on. And then the excitement and they're showing us a new thing. And I was all over the place. And, and now you know, it was yeah. just,
1: <laughs> and sometimes it's just really hard to, you know, it's really hard to give up on shows sometime or to, you know, You convince yourself that it's good because you want it to be so bad,
3: you know? Or it's the only ending you're going to get for books that you've been reading for a thousand years. Yeah,
2: that's
1: why you watch it. That's not why you enjoy it,
3: though. (laughs) Like, there's a
2: difference. Yeah. That's why I didn't check out after season five. I'm just going to stick it out and Mm -hmm. see what happens.
1: Ugh. We're, like, abused spouses, really, you know? Like, oh, we're just sticking it out (laughs) until the kids kids go off to college, you know? And then they're out of the house. (laughs) Then we can leave.
2: Oh, golly. He won't do it again.
1: It's terrible. Like, we're abused by them. By them in that sense. And then we're abused by George, who's, like, insisting on all these freaking Targaryen histories when all we want is the damn books.
0: Ugh. Well, I, I think I'm finding my way to a shelter. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> okay, any more, or is that it? Mail, I mean.
1: No, oh, I'm sorry. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, well. had fallen, I had one job and I'm falling down on it. Sorry. <laughs>
0: She's doing several jobs. So yeah. I don't blame you. Um,
1: well, I might be falling down on those two.
0: All right. Well, please thank you everybody. And um, to our listeners, please rate and review us on iTunes, um, Podbean, Stitcher, Google play and all the places. Uh, we love getting messages. So if you have any, you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr at close the door and come here, uh, on Twitter at door podcast. And you can also follow us on Facebook. Please consider supporting this podcast on Patreon and our Patreon subscribers get benefits like special episodes and exclusive early access to new episodes. Uh, Thank you to our panel and thank you for listening. I'm closing the door. Get out.